Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. If you're ready to scale your business, but you're not sure where to start, you can take my free two-minute quiz to uncover the secret strengths of your agency owner personality type. You'll discover how you can use your strengths to scale and streamline your business without compromising you. Head to the show notes for the link, sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Hey friend, welcome to episode 76. Today I have a very special guest for you and we're talking about what happens to your business when something happens to you. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to ask you for your help. I really want to extend the reach of this podcast so I can help more service providers, more business owners with the content of what we talk about on the podcast. I want to help them with their strategy, their systems, and their support. So for the month of February, I'm running a prize draw. Because who doesn't like prizes, right? A little incentive always helps. So every time you share the podcast on social media and tag me or tag someone in one of my social media posts, you'll get one entry into the prize drawer. I've put all of my social media handles in the show notes, so you can just go grab that, tag me, you're good. If you leave a review on Apple Podcast, you'll get two entries into the prize drawer. I've popped a link to the Apple Podcast in the show notes as well, because you don't have to use the Apple Podcast player to be able to leave a review on Apple Podcast. And so prizes, what are the prizes? Well, you'll go in the drawer to win two full focus planners, one linen standard and one linen pocket planner in a beautiful charcoal grey. These planners are built from the latest science in productivity and goal setting. With its simple three-step system, you can connect your big annual goals to your daily actions so you're always making progress. 
And I know that's a lot of what I talk about here on the podcast because I'm a huge believer in the full focus planner. But not only do you get these two full focus planners, you will get four weeks of coaching with me so that you can end the daily overwhelm and multiply your success faster. It's always easier when you get to talk to someone around what you're doing, what are the actions you're taking, how are you using your planner to reduce that overwhelm and to reach your goals faster. So that's four weeks of my time to help you accelerate your success. So please, I ask for your help, share the podcast on your social media, tag me, and then I'll put you in the prize drawer. All right, let's get started with today's episode. My guest today is Julie Yokoyama. She is a business operations consultant who guides and supports her clients through the tough conversations around risk management and succession planning so that the mission critical aspects of your business are covered in case of emergency or extended leave. This is what I call the hit by a bus policy. Because I know most of us don't think about what happens to our business if something happens to us. Or we don't think our business is that big. We just think we're running this small little operation. So we don't actually think there is much to do around what happens to the business if something happens to me. So that's why I really loved having Julie on the podcast because she's giving us some really practical ways that we can document our mission critical business information just in case that hit by a bus scenario happens. Or, you know, like me earlier last year, I experienced the loss of my mum. And so that took me out of my business for much longer than I anticipated that it would. So, you know, having a plan for when you're not able to be in your business and operate at full capacity, what happens to the business? We need to get past that point of if I'm not working, my business is not making money. We need to move our business past that point to be, I can take an extended leave from my business and it will still carry on. My business will still make money. My business can still support me. Or, you know, what happens when we're no longer here and there is someone else that has to come along and clean up our business? How do we make that easy for them? How do we give them all the information that they need to know so they can successfully close down the business, close down the operation, or sell the business? Like, that's an amazing thought that they could sell your business and it could carry on even in your absence. How cool would that be? So without babbling on anymore, I'm going to bring on the interview with Julie. Hey Julie, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Business Your Way. Great to have you joining us here today. I am so looking forward to our topic that we are going to dive into. Thank you for having me, Sandra. I'm so happy to be here. You're welcome. I always love to ask my guests to introduce themselves. So if you could share with the listeners who you are, uh, what you do, 
how you serve your clients and how you make your moolah. Okay. Um, my name is Julie Yokoyama. I live in Seattle, Washington in the U.S. I am a business operations consultant and strategist. I have been a project manager, planner, strategist for probably as long as I've been able, <laughs> as even childhood to adulthood. But um, quickly in college, uh, I realized that project management was something that just really clicked with me. I went from being a C student to a straight A student the moment I hit that curriculum. And I just really took that ball and ran with it. And what I've really loved is that I've spent the last 15 plus years of my career working in all different types of industries in a consulting capacity as a project manager, a business manager, an event planner. And I have just been able to get involved in all of these different businesses and be able to bring these transferable skills that have just been so valuable to my life and have been so transformative to the way that businesses run and how they reach their goals successfully. I consider myself a, a, a problem solver and I just love challenges and learning and I'm just a hugely curious person. So I just feel so grateful that I found that career path so early in my life. And I've taken that into having businesses of my own over the last decade and serving client businesses over the last handful of years. And one thing that I've been working in uh, the, the last few years as a director of operations for some of my clients is working in strategy and particularly helping them with mission, vision, and values and making sure that they're doing the right work at the right time for the right reason. And so in that work with my clients, I started to ask them questions around risk management. And one of the questions I started to ask was, what happens to your business if something happens to you? And um, that became an interesting question because so many business owners I've talked to don't have an answer for that. And I started to see a light bulb go off inside of me that was like, I can help with this. And I really became passionate about helping my clients and just any service-based um, entrepreneur uh, build systems and processes in their business that proactively allow them to address this risk and ultimately have more life fulfillment and a little bit more certainty in the uncertain times. That's great. Um, and are you working one-on-one -on -one with clients or are you yes. one-to-many? Yeah, so I have been working one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, my my offering is called Project CYA, so Project Cover Your Ass, and I offer that. <laughs> I like to it. be a little. I like to be a little cheeky with it because you know sometimes people can um, feel a little bit fearful around talking about quote unquote negative subjects or um, the heart kind of the more challenging and difficult conversations. So I like to be cheeky. I like mm -hmm. to be upbeat because really it's like leaning into those difficult conversations really allow us to dismantle fear and allow us to really just have more levity in our lives in the end. So I want to, I want to create that to be an approachable space for people. And so I work one-on-one -on -one with them to 
do a holistic risk audit of their business operations. We create a visual of their operations so they can visually see what's happening in the business, where them as the business owner, where all the pieces that they're touching. And then we go through each part of the business and we do a risk assessment and not only looking at potential gaps or threats, but I I also like to include opportunities because opportunities that come along can become distracting. And so then coming back to the goal of doing the right work at the right time for the right reasons, that um, looking at positive opportunities in in that frame as well can be really helpful. And so we identify risk then we um, prioritize by um, probability and impact. And then we look, and then we, because then it's like, we can get all the things that we're worried and fearful about out on paper and uh, unburdening our minds and our hearts. But then we can look at like, what is actually tangible and probable. And then we can address those through response planning. And so getting into contingency planning of either, doing prevention planning or doing a uh, contingency plan, which is if this was to come to pass, what do we do to minimize the impact? And, And then having that proactive strategy that can initiate as soon as the risk event happens, that the team then knows exactly what to do from there. And so that's what I do one on one. But as well, I also um, work with clients in succession planning. So getting the back end of their business organized. And I hear you talk about this a lot in your in your podcast about creating processes and systems and getting organized. And so this process of doing this kind of work serves for succession planning of like emergency planning, but it also helps you work more efficiently in your day-to-day life. And so organizing your affairs, creating a central source of truth for so that you're not the only knowledge holder in the business, Um, assigning emergency contact for the business. Um, Oftentimes people don't think about that. And they just assume that, um, you know, I guess like if, if I die or something happens to me that the business just ends, or maybe my spouse might do something about it, but then there's no tangible information or action around that. And so I really just help clients come up with strategy and planning for that, as well as thinking, going back to vision of what do I want the vision of the business to look like? Do I want to consider scaling it in the future? Do I want to consider selling it in the future? And what and what does that actually look like? And how can we start to prepare and think about things now for that desired future? That's a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, but those are all really good things. And you're right, like I I talk about like systems and processes and getting the foundations in your business really solid so that you can be more productive, more efficient and rely on the systems and a team rather than, you know, you as the business owner being the source of all truth because we want to get our hands as you know as the owner of the business we want to get our hands off everything in the business and just really be the person who is setting the vision for where we're going seeing the trends of what's happening and then adjusting the business accordingly but mm. i like i see myself thinking about those things that you just talked about i've got a really loose 
contingency plan, and I've had it for a number of years, but it's I probably need to formalize it a little more. Mm. So if we're thinking about, you know, what, where do I even start thinking about contingency planning or what happens if something happens to me and it's unexpected? How how do I start even thinking about that? Or yeah, where where's my jump off point without it being <laughs> the actual incident that I can't be in my business? Let's not have that be the jump off point. Right, right. Yes. So contingency planning is what I said before is assessing risk. And that could be on, on any level, especially with us being small businesses, we can we have the the flexibility because we're such a small operation to look macro and micro, like down at the project level or a tactic level, all the way back, you know, taking a step back at like sections of the business or the business as a whole. And it's just about whatever you're looking at, assessing like what are the risks, what is the likelihood of them transpiring, and then it, what are strategies to either ensure they don't happen or we can minimize or possibly just accept the risk and just know that it's there. But a strategy, a contingency planning strategy that I focus on is succession planning. And that is, and, and I think that that's one of the most valuable places to start for, uh, to just start to integrate this way of thinking as, as a leader in your business. And so really it's cr- succession planning is creating strategies to delegate roles and responsibilities in the business. As well, it gives the owner the opportunity to indicate the future intentions of the business if their role were to change or they were to depart the business. And so there's different ways that this can transpire that isn't just looking at like, oh, if something happens to me, meaning like I get injured, I get ill, or I die, it can also be looking at I want to groom a team member to take over more of my role. So getting into different delegation strategies or I want to take an extended vacation, or perhaps I'm planning to have a a baby and there's parental leave that needs to get planned for. Uh, Additionally, you can look at your vision of the future and do you have visions to partner with another company at some point or like a strategic partnership or potentially sell the business or scale, scale the business, which ultimately would have your role change in any of those cases. And so it's really comes down to thinking about scenarios where your role in the business would change or you would be gone completely. And so I think it's really important to look at before you set up like an LLC or you create a a formal business structure and it's just you, you know, taking money here and there for um, project-based jobs, once you formalize the business and you start to create all of this rigor around it, it takes on a life of its own and it really deserves and needs respect as a separate entity outside of yourself. And so you are the shepherd of the business and um, the leader of the business, but there there are going to be cases where you you're going to be taking a step away from aspects of the business or you're going to be out of it completely. And so looking at each of those scenarios, just simply writing one down and then just having a brainstorm of like, well, if this was going to happen, if I was going to take an extended vacation, what would that feasibly look like? And you could start with maybe what times of the year makes sense for that to happen 
what are the activities in the business that could possibly be paused or tactics that could be delegated. Maybe we can do some pre- preemptive batching of things that I do that then I can give to my team and then they can execute on while I'm gone. Succession planning is really just gives you a toolkit and a guide to how to think through all of these things. And then through that brainstorming, you then have like tangible actions you can take then to to make this more of a reality and making vacations feel approachable. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, once we're into operating an agency and we have a team, it might only be a team of, you know, two or three people plus ourselves. These are all of the things that we really do need to turn our mind to, because I think that's the transition phase in in an agency is we get into having two or three employees we're still really operating like we would a sole provider and then we're you know delegating tasks out and taking on all kinds of clients and i think that's the real pivot point where the business owner now needs to say all right if my business is going to continue to grow some things need to change and those things that change are the systems the process and the thinking behind everything that the business owners got their hands on. What can I take my hands off and Mm -hmm. leave up to my team? But I really like, you know, it doesn't have to be a terrible or tragic scenario for you to begin planning what that succession or what that contingency looks like. It can be, I want to go on holiday for a week. And how can I do that successfully while the business continues to operate without me and my team can make the decisions that they need to make to continue to serve the clients that we're serving? So I like that it doesn't have to be a tragic scenario for Mm -hmm. us to begin to plan for what's going to happen in the future and what we want to see our role being. Yeah, and but one thing I would say with that is Thinking about it from the aspect, uh, I, I like, and this is, and this just might be me, and this is some <laughs> of my clients too, but I like to look at the worst case scenario because it allows me to capture more of more of the scope. And so, if, if I'm planning for, and, and you don't have to say like if I die or whatever, but you could just say I win the lottery or I just just you know I'm just gone suddenly for no explained reason, what needs to happen if the business was, you know, would it logically make sense to close the business? So you could be like, okay, so the business needs to be closed down. What does somebody need to know to do that? Um, I, one thing that I often hear when I bring, when I bring up the question of what happens to my business, if something happens to me, I will sometimes hear, well, if I die, the business just ends, no big deal. And I'm like, well, not really, because you have all of these components and all of these subscriptions and uh, like potentially contractors and team members and clients and licenses and certifications and all of these different things and expenses going on that those all of those things need to be dismantled. Otherwise, your business becomes a liability for those you leave behind. And and if so, there's somebody who's going to have to come in and clean up that I won't call it a mess, but um, they'll have to come in and address all of that. And 
in order to do that, they need to know what to do. They need to know what's involved. And so if they're having to figure out how to get into your email somehow, or how to get into your Dropbox or your Google Drives, or maybe they don't even know that that stuff exists. Um, if they have not, no information to go on, um, then they really can't be effective. And then that becomes a serious burden on them in addition to your personal life affairs that they may also be addressing. And then that compounding on top of grief, they may be experiencing at, you know, depending on what the reason is that you're not present. And so I, for me, I, I'm just somebody who has had a lot of personal loss in my life. I've seen a lot of um, family members pass suddenly. And so for me, I, find it helpful in my, in my life to never take my eye off the fact that that's always potentially there. So, (laughs) So, yeah. So something that's always on my mind as well, um, around, yeah, if something happened to me, then who could come in and clean up the business? If it Mm -hmm. means that it shuts down, that's all good, but who comes in and cleans up? And I, have a person who can do that for me, who has access to everything. Um, mm-hmm. But if who should that person be in a business? You know, so while we while we're a small agency, we are likely to just have one or two staff members who are highly likely just going to be doing client work. They're not going to be doing anything behind the scenes. You know, it's not until we get up to that kind of over that $500,000 mark in our revenue, that it's likely that we will have any kind of, you know, virtual business manager or an OBM or, you know, someone who is making sure that our business is operating effectively. And should it be Mm -hmm. that person that we are you know, giving access to everything with the instructions of you're at the driving wheel if anything happens to me. Like, who should we think be thinking about who this person is? Because our family members who might be like, if we were to die, our family members are going to be administering our estate. But mm-hmm. they don't necessarily need to be given the burden of our business as well. So Mm -hmm. if we're thinking about who might be that appropriate person in our business that we need to bring on board and we need to start imparting this knowledge to, what's your recommendation there? So I would say that if if you get things organized, you you have your affairs or your documentation at least organized to where it all lives in a, you know a, a different folder structure but like in a similar location and you create some sort of central source of truth that doesn't say a passwords and account numbers but it says what are all the things involved mm. then and you have that and that and that is what i work with my clients on is we create that central source of truth document that just says like all the pieces and components and tactics happening in the business at at, at a at a just like kind of a surface level just so there's awareness if you have that information then it can be okay that the what I, I like to call is that your emergency contact for the business can be a spouse a parent a sibling 
or an adult child, you know, whoever would likely be the executor of your personal affairs, they can be the one who's in the know of how to find that information. And so whoever this person ends up being, they don't have to know all the details. They just need to know how to find the source of truth documentation. And because that's one thing too, is I talk to some people where they say, you know, my spouse would be the person, but they have no interest in knowing even how to access the bank account or something like that. And I'm like, and so my answer to that is if you create this source of this resource, then they don't need to know those details. They just need to know how to find the information to get there. Mm. And so if you have virtual assistants or OBMs and things like that. Like they don't necessarily have to have the keys to the castle, as I've heard someone else mention of like, you know, the the passwords and all of that account numbers and things like that. They, but they can be a facilitator that your family member can be like, hey, person, you know, mm-hmm. hey, team member. I, you know, we need to address this. Here's the information I have. Can you help me execute it? And that, you know, and so then the people that can be involved in helping are the bookkeeper, the lawyer, um, you know, the CPA, whoever's doing the taxes for the business. And so, um, and, you know, the virtual assistant and, you know, potentially you could hire, you know, someone like me, uh, you know, whether, you know, it'd be an operations manager or an OBM or somebody who has that innate skill set to kind of come in as a consultant to help close those affairs. That's a good point too, actually having somebody, a consultant come in and go, okay, now you have this document, let's work our way through it. Um, Mm -hmm. That is not something that I had thought of before either, just thinking about that. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have even crossed my mind to, you know, have maybe have a have a few people listed of, you know, these are the people that might be uh, that could come in and help in a cons- you know in a consultancy capacity to help work through closing down of the business and you know tidying up the business. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like that lots. Yeah. And that's something that I don't see in the business space, really, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the the small business space. um, But I do see in end of life planning. So in the personal end of life planning space, there are consultants like that. And so um, for me, I'm actually a certified end of life doula. And one of my goals is to help people you know, be able to close out their, their life affairs or, or to organize their life affairs. And so with creating this, um, using my already, you know, business acumen, existing business acumen, I I'm doing this for the business, but also the evolution of this business for me is to also, um, make it possible to do this for personal life as well. And so, yeah, I'm I'm just really passionate about about all of these topics we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, this is really good. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, to jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast. And I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. I mean, and for me, it's so 
So that's so real because March last year, my mum passed away. So it had a, a, a double effect on me really, because one, I was out of the business for at least a month. I just couldn't function, couldn't even think about it, you know, anything to do with business. So I was out of the business for a month. I would just come check back in with the team, answer any questions they had, and then check out again. But then also, you know, I was involved in, you know, making sure that we tidied up her personal affairs, not Mm -hmm. that she had a lot to tidy up, but it was like, all right, how do we access the insurance? How do we close bank accounts? How do we yeah, do all of the things? So it can be really, I wouldn't say stressful, but it gives you a whole a whole lot of other things that you need to work your way through to learn how to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and in addition to everything you just said, you also have your own family and personal life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. and, and so, and, and other relationships that you're also aware of and involved in. And so, yeah, it can, it can become overwhelming quickly when those happen. And um, I, I, my mom passed away 10 years ago, suddenly of a heart attack. And I was the, I was the only one to address her affairs and she was in a different state. And so, um, I, I definitely under have a understanding of where you were and I'm sorry that to hear about your mom, but yeah, it's, it's just, Life is life is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and life is a lot on a normal day. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's that's what I come back to lately. Is just life is life is hard sometimes, and life is a, a lot, and it's beautiful, and it's messy, and it's painful, but and it brings yeah. us so much joy and so much pain all at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, these are really good tips to be thinking about you know, succession planning, contingency planning, uh, not just for your own loss of life, but, you know, for other things that might happen in your business, like, you know, a close one getting ill or or passing that really has a huge impact on you as the business owner. Um, and you you then can't function fully in your role as the business owner um, Mm -hmm. because you've got other things going on in your life. So how long does it really take for someone to work their way through getting, getting their contingency and succession plan established to a point where it just needs tweaking? What kind of time frame should people be, be looking at for this kind of work? So, One thing I want to touch on to what you were just saying before I forget Mm. is one thing to think about too. And I know I've heard this a lot in the last year from clients and other people um, through the grapevine, but another thing to think about is team member loss. And that can come Mm. from them just suddenly leaving the business or they have one of those, um, they have an injury and illness or death. And another thing is like, do whether it's contractors or freelancers or employees, do you have their emergency contact? Because it, you know, do you know how to get a hold of anybody in their sphere that isn't them specifically in case something happens with them? 
that, cause that's another one that often I find that business owners aren't really capturing that information they're not capturing. So I just want to put that out there yeah. that you can go through the succession plan exercise for team key team members as well. Yes. And you know, 2022 was the year that really dished it up for me because, again, I had a team member who also lost her mum and she became the primary carer of her mum, you know, going through her illness. And then after she passed, you know, she was the only one taking care of all the personal affairs and, you know, her dad who was remaining and who was ill. So, you know, that that put a lot on her and it left a gap in our team. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking about all of that um, has really been some lessons for us in 2022, uh, you know, around loss of people, not directly loss of team members, but loss of loved ones in the lives of our team members. Um, mm-hmm. It has an impact on the business uh, and it, you know, in order to provide them with space to grieve and to process has an impact on the business, but we need to take care of business and let them just not worry and take the space that they need. So, yeah, I think that is a big one that needs to be thought about too, just, you know, key team members, what happens when something happens to them, not just the business owner. Um, yeah, and and yeah and thinking about all of these things proactively because people will get it caught in a, a you know I'm I don't need to do this or you know it won't happen to me and all these kinds of different stories that will come up that kind of justify you know they self justify just kind of staying the status quo but when you think about these things proactively you have more opportunities of what you can do like you mm-hmm. and you can think about what are potential pivot points and potential alternate alternate routes that can be taken if this were to occur and when you're doing it without it you actually being in the crisis itself you yeah. have so many more opportunities and you're so much more clear-headed that you know smarter decisions can be made and less costly decisions can be made mm-hmm. yeah so. i mean the good thing about you know, the experience that I went through is we knew that it was going to happen. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. sudden and we found ourselves like, oh, shit, now what? We knew it was inevitable. We knew we saw that it was coming. But what I didn't do was write it down. I didn't mm-hmm. really sit down and write down exactly what would happen. Uh, I had a notion in my head of how I would manage it. And knowing that she would be gone for at least a month, how were we going to manage that? So we looked at our workload. What did our workload look like? Um, Who were others that we could potentially get to cover that workload? Because we're just a small team. Mm -hmm. Um, So we worked through all of the scenarios. What if this happened? Who could do that? What did the workload look like? Could we cope without having one person on board for a month? But, you know, in hindsight, now I look back, we could have just written that down to be super clear on how we were navigating that period of time. We we had a, a loose game plan 
And then we just let the game plan play out and just Mm -hmm. managed the decisions as we needed to make them. Yeah. And there can also be a little, well, especially if you're in a grief scenario, Mm. uh, there's a lot of symptoms with grief that can come with brain fog and fatigue and Mm. all of these things that can sort of impair our, our ability to be uh, efficient with judgment and thinking through things. And so writing them down and, and I, you know, I'm not the best journaler and, and things <laughs> like that. So I, you know, I'm not very prolific with um, having any sort of written routine, but being able to proactively think like write those kinds of that kind of planning down really unburdens you when you are in those, those cases. So it's, you, Mm. you you can know that the, that the, that the grief incident is coming. Um, and then there's some anticipatory grief that can happen leading up to it, but, um, it's really, I like to, and, and this kind of goes to all of my life, but I like to do this, what I call is like a grace and gratitude practice, looking at my future and past self. And I like to, when I'm at a point where I have, I'm, I'm doing something and I have past me has like set myself up for success. I always like to show gratitude to past me (laughs) or, or if I'm in a position and, you know, there's something past me could have done to set me up better for success. I show her grace. Mm. Um, but, and then also when I'm in the present mo- moment doing something for future me, I like to look out for future me. And so I feel like, you know, what we're talking about here of writing down, you know, my mom will pass at some point. I will likely be out for an extended period of time what would that look like and what would we need to do? And writing that down is actually doing future you a service that you won't have to then stop and remember and like communicate that to other people for the first time in, in the moment. So, yeah. yeah. That's so good. I mean, and sometimes even though we know that, you know, that incident is going to happen, it's inevitable. We still choose to put our heads in the sand and pretend that it's not. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, and we can never be prepared for how we're going to respond to it when it does happen. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. So true. So going back um, to that time frame question, like yes. what does what does a time frame look like where we can call it done? You know, so we enter into like I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get this done in my business. Where is a you know, where is the point where we can go, all right, I can expect to be done with this. And from here, it just needs to be updated or tweaked, but done in three months, done in six months, kind of what does that usually look like for you and your clients? Yeah. So there's a few factors to think about. So it can be how organized is the business already? It can be what kind of, you know, what kind of space does does the person have in their schedule? Oftentimes a lot, a, a good portion of the work itself does need to be done by the owner themselves because it's all, it's usually all in their head. 
and or organized in systems that they only they understand. Um, so it, it, you can be working with your team if you have one to organize things, but um, you're going to have to be likely heavily involved in the process. And so um, just kind of setting up what the stage kind of looks like. I, you know, I have, there's like four steps. So there's organizing, you know, it's planning how you're going to approach it. And then it's organizing what are all, all the information that needs to come together. And then it's uh, identifying who needs to be aware and take who ha- where is there an expectation for those people to take action? And do they have an ensuring that they have access to that information through the use of password managers and, and other means? And so I through the work that I do with project, uh, project C- cover your ass is mm-hmm. the name of my offer, but through project CYA essentials, I pretty much give the tools to follow, to get it all done. And I estimate that at around eight hours of effort. And so that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody can sit and just do it all in a weekend. Cause that just can be just contextually overwhelming, <laughs> Yeah. So it's really kind of, I offer, I offer a few different strategies of attack to, um, to get at it. And so it can be anywhere from two weeks to two months, depending on how much space the, the business owner has, um, to lend to the, to lend to the project. Okay, great. Um, but I, but yeah, I estimate about eight hours of effort. Okay. And that's just to get the plan yeah, in place that the information organized into a central location and identify Mm -hmm. who needs to Mm -hmm. have access to what okay yeah yeah I it's I like for me and and what I offer is I've created a it's it's about 30 pages but it's actually not that over it's not overwhelming when you're in it but it's a, a fillable pdf that literally just takes them through assigning their emergency contact identifying the password strat management strategy and then going through and documenting all of the business affairs from business registrations to the financial stuff again not putting in account numbers or passwords but just work like marketing clients team members, just documenting all the pieces of the business Mm -hmm. into one place. And then while you're doing that, you're also organizing all the supplemental documentation into folders that make sense with that documentation or with that document. And so it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just, and then the beauty of it is it really makes your day-to-day work. You're setting future you up for success and you're mm-hmm. the future of your team and whoever would have to address your affairs in your absence, but it's also streamlining how you work day-to-day in the present. So. So good. So good. So your project CYO Essentials, is that available for people to access now? Is is that something that people can lay their hands on? Yes. Yes. So if you go to projectcya.com slash essentials, you can grab it and you can start doing it today. And, and in there, there'll be the strategy, uh, ideas of strategies of how, how to plan accordingly to get it done efficiently. Oh, so good, Julie. So good. All righty. Well, where can people reach out to you if they want to like know more about this or even work with you through getting this established in their business? Where's the best place to reach out to you? 
I love to connect. I love making new friends. I love talking about all the things. So you, if you want to chat with me, you can find me on LinkedIn or Instagram at Julie Yokoyama. I also have a YouTube channel. It's at Julie Yokoyama, um, where you can find videos talking about these concepts. And yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. I think... I think I have those links. If not, I'll grab them from you and then we will (laughs) pop them in the show notes as well. Julie, this session has been gold. You know, it's given our, our listeners something to really think about in their business as they are systemizing and organizing their business so they can take their hands off their business and begin to, you know, see that scale happening without them and then take it that one step further and talk about contingency and succession planning. I think that is, is, you know, so well needed given the year that I just went through. And, you know, if I was earlier on in business, I think I really would have struggled to navigate last year. But because I was a little bit more seasoned uh, and was able to, you know, work my way through it. And I have a team who are really competent, who were able to, you know, pick up what was needed when it was needed. It just made last year a lot easier than it could have been if I was the naive me a few years ago. So I think this has been super valuable for, for my listeners and a really good conversation to have regardless of the size of your business. I think it's something that everyone should put on their their plans to put in place. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. Thank you so much for having me on here. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful that I am able to share this conversation with your listeners. Yeah, such a good conversation. All right, Julie, thanks for being on the podcast and we'll talk again real soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes and you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.